Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories from people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. Welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that encourage you and inspire you to share yours, create yours. Today I have with me the beautiful Christine Elric. Hi, Christine. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Fine. All of snow. <laughs> yeah, all the way from Denmark. How exciting. Yeah. Christine is an author, she's a spiritual mentor, and she considers the world her playground. So, Christine, I'm dying to find out more about you and your work and your journey, actually. Mm-hmm. So, would you mind explaining a little bit about what it is that you do in the world? I, um, yeah, it, it's always when people ask me, I'm like, I don't even know that. That's how it feels. But um, I'm a mother of three, and uh, uh, I'm a spiritual teacher and a spiritual mentor, and I'm an author of two books here in Denmark. Um, when we have a bestseller in Denmark, it's like 3,500 copies because it's like a small country, but I, I do have a bestseller. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've been doing a certification course where you, it's a, it's a train where you become a spiritual mentor and teacher. And uh, I've done that for six years. Um, so I have this traditional online platform where um, I do a newsletter and I have a blog and I, I do a lot of my teaching online. And then a few times uh, a month, I, I come out of my my shell and I meet with uh, Danish and Norwegian and Swedish women and I, I teach my stuff to them. And, and a lot of them are mothers and entrepreneurs too, or wanting to be. So I... Spirituality is like the baseline of everything that I do, but for me, it's like common sense. It's it's like breathing and eating and sleeping. So so I don't consider myself, you know, this. Um, I don't I don't meditate and I don't do yoga and I don't consider myself spiritual. For me, it's like common sense. So, but but people associate me me with that, and I, I figured out that. Um, what I do is that I translate spirituality. So I have this talent to to um, deliver like quite complex um, ideas in a, in a very um, very straightforward way, and, and people get it, and and they also understand how and when to implement it. 
So I'm a very practical, uh, material kind of rooted girl, and uh, and people kind of like the combination of of the whole you know woo woo concepts and then the ability to take them out so you can look at you know the results in the bank and in the home and in your motherhood and in your relationships. So so that's kind of what I do. I translate things that the people spend a lot of time um, trying to understand. Fantastic. And I'd love to know how you really got in into doing that actually. Because like what yeah. what is one day you thought, okay, I'm gonna be a spiritual mentor or yeah. how did it happen? I I was brought up with uh, my dad is an entrepreneur or he, he's an accountant but he's always had his own firm and uh, my mother she's she was a school teacher so they were both very academic so they even though they didn't say it it was like you you're supposed to be an academic so okay. so the very like long period of my life until I was 25 I I, I began very creative, very spiritual, very entrepreneurial. And then I kind of just shifted into this academic world and um, basically lost myself in many ways. And then at 25, Mass and I decided to have my first child. And being pregnant and, and you know being in my body and creating this life, I felt like there are so many things I need to change and there are so many things I'm not able to, to kind of explain and understand. So um, once I had our son, uh, that was kind of an awakening. And, and uh, I, a friend of mine in the mothering group, we were uh, in Denmark, we're in groups of mothers, so we hang out. And uh, she introduced me to uh, You Can Heal Your Life with Louise Hay. Uh, okay, yeah. That was like a huge revelation. And Louise goes into this concept of we're creating our own world and we're creating everything like um, from diseases and careers and everything. And she has this whole chapter in the back where it's like, do you have a headache? Then this means this and you have. And that just fascinated me. And I felt like, oh, my God, everyone needs to know this because then we don't need to become sick. We don't need to be poor and everything. And I kind of began spreading that whole concept. And, and I attracted people that were like really um, horrified that I would say that uh, we create everything. Wow. <laughs> so so uh, that, because I, I, I love to be liked and I don't like conflict. So that brought me in like a very weird place. And I thought maybe I should just keep all of this to myself and not really uh, share so much about this and then just do it myself. And then um, my son got like ear problems like his dad had. So we, I fixed that with her. And, uh, and I, I got to experience a lot of fun stuff. And um, we had our daughter. And then uh, and when it was time for me to you know, begin my so-called academic career, I felt like I didn't have any desire to do so. Um, so I began doing feng shui and checking up on angels and auras and <laughs> all that weird stuff. And again, I had that kind of revelation. Everyone should know this. They should know that, you know, this and that. And I, I stumbled across the same thing that, that a lot of people got very angry when I pointed out, you can change this and I change that. And yeah, 
they would say like, oh, so you're saying that it's my responsibility that my child is suffering from this and that. And I thought, oh, God, I don't want to talk about this subject. Yeah, it's quite confronting. Yeah. So I, um, I changed my focus and I, I uh, began focusing on money and business. And I thought, okay, this is like <laughs> so opposite from illness. And I discovered the same thing. I... I uh, created a lot of success, and then um, I was like, oh, everyone needs to know that we can become millionaires, and we can have fun, and be with our kids at the same time, and people were so angry again, they were like, oh, so you're saying that I'm responsibility for what I make, and and I thought, ooh, this money thing is not something <laughs> And then um, at some point, I don't know when this point was, but I, I kind of figured out I need to look at why I I I, I created that. Yeah. yeah. So so I got into the whole law of attraction and, and all of that, and I kind of um, uh, healed myself. And a long story short, I I I realized that that I felt so wrong, and it was like from my upbringing, this entrepreneurial free spirit turning academic and then trying to teach everyone else how to live their life and and not focusing as much on my own stuff. Mm. So I went into psychotherapy and all of that stuff. And then um, I, I, I began to understand, you know, who and when and how to teach and not being this preacher kind of a girl, but waiting to be asked and people to hire me and all of that. So I've had a lot of boundary stuff going on. Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, well, I've been through that similar experience in my life. When you find this stuff out, you're so passionate and you yeah. help people. But, you know, it's true how much conflict it brings up in people. Because mm -hmm. like, it's like leading a horse to water. You can only do it yeah. when someone's ready, you know. Yeah. So, so now I don't talk unless I'm asked and I, I don't share advice unless people, you know, directly ask for it. And, and, and that's brought me a lot of peace and a lot of freedom and a lot of um, alone time and just a space to be me. And that's so nice. And so then now, right. now when I have clients and customers, they're like eager to learn. And yeah. that's, so you're attracting a different type of person who's coming to you for the information rather than. You, yeah, that's really interesting shift, isn't it? Wow, yeah, it's a subtle shift, but it makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I love what you're doing because obviously you've created a life, and you obviously you're with you're with your children. You know, you said you have three children and have a beautiful home. And obviously, again, what I think is amazing is, and this is what more and more women are, are should be doing and are learning to do, is actually we can still have a life, a career, and then obviously not sacrifice the needs of the family. So, that was that one of your primary kind of motivations? Yeah, I, I um, I'm a very freedom oriented person, so I don't like to have to do something in order to. So I spent, you know, the twenty first five years of my life having to do all kinds of things and I remember um, I visited Louise Hay in, uh, in, in Tucson and uh, and she said if there's a should in your sentence you shouldn't do it wow. and that was a huge revelation because my whole life at that point was built around all my shoulds mm. I should become an academic I should blah 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 so, so I kind of shifted from then and, and I, I focused on if I want to do it I'm going to do it and that whole, we all long for that freedom-based lifestyle. And what I found in order to get there, 
you need to like go through a lot of layers and a lot of stuff in order to um, kind of uh, shed all the stuff that's not matching that freedom-based lifestyle. Yeah. So it's really what I find. It's not the money. It's not the time. It's it's like the feeling inside of, of living without all the shoots. That's that's like a perfect feeling for me. So in any moment in time now, do you follow your bliss? Would you say? Would you do what it is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You follow your bliss. Yeah, I, I try to. Um, I try to navigate. Um, like, does it feel good? And I don't mean because there are a lot of things we do, and and it's not like the whole package that's like feel good. But like if if the direction I'm going in, if if the task you know I'm standing in front of, if it feels good, I do it, and if it doesn't feel good, I kind of pause and I tweak and I look why why is something off here? Yeah. Why is it not working? And and um, since I've begun doing that, like every time something's a little bit off, I pause and I, I adjust. When since I've done that, um, it, it's like it my life flows a lot more than before. I don't reach stuff that I have to clean up or discuss or like figure out. So, so I, I'm really tuned into my feelings and emotions. And again, I was brought up to kind of ignore them. Yeah. So, so I was brought up to kind of like, oh, this academic stuff doesn't feel good, but I need, I should do it because I need to make money. I need to be successful and I need to this and that. And now I'm like, oh, it doesn't feel good sell it, get rid of it, uh, adjust to something, yeah. Yeah, and it sounds to me like you very much uh, moved from head-based head decisions to heart-based. Heart yeah, 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 totally, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of us are in, in this time, yes. Yeah, and it's um, really interesting that you kind of touch on that concept because obviously one of the one of the themes in genre that is coming out of kitty talks is showing people that actually they they can follow their passion and follow what it is that they enjoy and make a living a career and a life from it and that's exactly what what you've done yeah and and um I, I've been I've been doing this work for so long now that that that's my lifestyle I follow my heart and I I I find that you know everything can be avoided. Uh, it's just one conversation, like a sentence or two, and we're, if we're able to say that or do that, then we're good to go. But of course, I stumble through things where it's like, oh, I have to say this, and I, I don't want to because I hate conflict and all of that. But once I, I do it, and then I'm just good to go. Fantastic. It, like, every time. <laughs> We've got a lot of um, female listeners. Um, and I know that a lot of them are on this entrepreneurial, spiritual path. Um, what advice would you have for a woman who, you know, she's maybe she's in a nine to five, but that doesn't necessarily where she wants to be. You know, what advice would you have for her around how she can shift and transition into that kind of freedom-based lifestyle? Hmm. So um, first of all, I find that a lot of women are not really true to themselves. They're, they're like a few ad adjustments and then they would kind of like their job. So a lot of people are like, trying to numb out a little bit with the freedom-based entrepreneurial kind of a lifestyle dream. And I, I'm very much into the whole Myers-Briggs typing. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And and not all of us are meant to be entrepreneurs. Nah. I am. My type is like totally geared to that. But a lot of people are actually meant to like serve and, and be, you know, employed by someone else. So, so uh, like the PA I have, my my virtual assistant, she's like, um, 
she's she's freedom based also, but I provide the jobs for her, mm-hmm. and and she loves that. So she travels the world and has you know sometimes I'm like why why am I not doing what she's doing? <laughs> because that's freedom too. So that's like the first thing to like kind of look. Do you even want to you know be in? Yeah, a, don't have to do it like that. Yeah, or do you just need to tweak the way you're working, or do you just need a new job? You know, so so that's like a, one thing I would like to stress that we're not all meant to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, no, it's really good advice. <laughs> and and then if if you are that kind of unemployed type like you and I, <laughs> unemployable now. <laughs> yeah. Then then um then it's like it's like a huge it's like having a baby. A business is like a baby, so so I'm very much into. In the beginning, maybe you need to have a part-time job and then focus, you know, on your business. And I'm very much into um, just taking it one step at a time and, and enjoying the process because so many people, they're like just looking forward to the day the millions are rolling in and they miss the whole journey. Yes. Yeah. So, and now I'm like going international. I've been saying that quite some years now um, and I, I'm just enjoying the process so much that that I don't really care when it happens, <laughs> you know, I, because I know I'm not going to be happy with another bestseller, even though it's like an international Amazon, whatever bestseller. That's, you know, it's not going to make me more happy than I am now. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just floating around and enjoying the process. And um, yeah, does that even make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Because what you're saying is you're just living life in the moment on a daily basis. You've got an idea and where you want to go, but that's not because you're happy in the moment. That's not your driving factor or force. You're yeah. yeah. Living and feeling through. Yeah. So 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 if you can't help it and and uh, you, you have ideas and you need to be an entrepreneur, then you should go go ahead and just follow directions from your heart and then it will just unfold in a, in a very nurturing way. Mm. Um, yeah. And what do you, because, you know, the conversation that's coming up at the moment for me a lot is how, you know, I think women, we're, we're rising, you know, we're shifting. The rise of the feminine is coming to take its rightful place um, with the masculine. But in this process, we've actually probably taken on more because we're now kind of, it's expected, I would say, for us to have a living and bring in money into the household. And obviously, we're still the predominant carers within, you know, children and families. And so actually, you know, we've kind of got to juggle more at the moment. Yeah, like we all need a wife. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Um, and and I, again, I, I'm doing it a little bit opposite because Mass, he's at home. He's like a stay-at-home dad, so he's he's doing all of the that kind of stuff. So we we kind of shifted to like right. yeah, um, is but I do I do delegate like cleaning and and all of that. So I don't have so many things in my head. And and other times I love doing laundry, and I can just you know, take that as a time to ground myself. So so I'm very much aware that that I can do anything, but I can't do it, you know, at the same time. So I choose where I, I, I spend my time. And I think we're all uh, kind of working our way um, into balance. So both male and female have the, the feminine and the masculine. And I, I, I feel a lot of women are talking a lot about the feminine, but they're more masculine than ever. Because they're not chilling, they're not taking time off, and they're not doing their nail polish and 
all of those um, feminine tests. Mm. So there's a lot of talk about the feminine, but a lot, a lot of walk around the masculine. That's mm. the way I know. And how can women, because you're right, I think, you know, we're now we're out in the kind of male-dominated world, we're working, we are in our masculine a lot more. And how can women shift back into that kind of feminine nature? Um, so for me, like I've done a lot of body work. I've had a lot of help with achieving that balance in myself. So, so I've balanced the part of me that wanted to like work extra hard when I needed something. So, so it, it's like shifting everything and what you're doing, you should just do the opposite. And that's easy to say, but, but it, it's so difficult to practice. Yeah. So when we're like wanting to achieve more, it's logical to, to act more and do more, but it's actually the opposite. Like the more I want to achieve, the more I just do nothing. Yeah. And then after a little bit of break, then a task shows up and that's like the right task at the right time. And then I act. So I'm very much in tune with the way I act and the way I, I don't act, my being and my doing. That's really interesting. So you kind of shift into the receiving energy mm-hmm. and, and wait to see what shows up rather than yeah. pushing in the masculine. Yeah, before I, I I was like leading everyone and myself. And yeah. Now I'm waiting to, you know, where 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 am I being led, basically? Ah, uh, okay. And so by the sounds of things, that's what you're doing with your international. Mm-hmm. So can you give us an example of, because it sounds to me like you wait for the sign and follow, follow yeah. that. Yeah, I I, um, I was guided to have like new photos uh, this fall and I went to London and I, I oh. had like a great time doing the photos and I created a beautiful website and then it was natural to just push and I felt like, no, I'm not going to push now. The website is up and that's great and I'm going to just relax a little bit and kind of match my website so my my vibration, you could say, would be aligned with that and then... Um, after Christmas, I felt like now I'm ready to like, um, you know, be active and pursue something. And, and my old brain would be like, oh, we need to do Facebook marketing and we need to learn this and understand that and click funnels and this and that. And I felt, oh, no, I, because it doesn't feel good to me. If it feels yeah. good, to yeah. just be like this whole geek and nerdy kind of person. But for me, it doesn't feel good. So I felt like I, I need to find someone who can help me with that because I don't want to learn it and I don't want to even do it. And then this American guy showed up in my newsfeed and I felt like a call to contact him. And now we're talking about, you know, him having to help me with the whole Facebook marketing. So I'm, I'm kind of just playing and waiting and acting. And if, if I'm acting and the result is not there, I, I kind of take a breather and try something else. And, you know, that's for me is perfection. You just try what works. And if it doesn't work, you just recuperate a little bit and then try again, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I totally with you around how you kind of live your life. You know, it's one of the things that I'm really passionate with sharing with these life stories is where we listen to our intuition that's that's where we should follow and it's where the energy is going is where we should be called but how can people get more connection with their with their voice or their intuition if they're struggling to hear those nudges so so for me uh it was 
it was more about letting go of my programming than you know adding more stuff because I, I feel like we're born intact and we are born with a heart and passion and all of that talents too. So if we just focus on like every task I want to do, I, I focus on becoming a match to it. So I don't really act on the thing. I, I act on being a match to it. And what I find is every time it's like inner work. So it's like, ooh, my brain doesn't know what how it would feel like to have like my virtual salon filled with like a thousand members. It, it goes into this, oh, how do you answer them? Because here in Denmark, you only have a hundred and how would you even and blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of do a lot of work on that. And I love um, TFT. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So I have a good friend. She's doing that. So I do that every time with her. And I always discover, you know, it's just every time I want to go something, you know, a new place, um, there's like a blockage. And it's just because I haven't done it before. Okay. So, so I figure those blockages out. I also have a friend. She's a very good healer. And I say, you know, can you just put a healing on this? And then, you know, stuff falls off. And then I find it's it's like it's like making a cup of coffee. Yeah. New elevated place. So you um you envisage or you have a vision about where you're going, um, and then you release any blocks that are effectively yeah. between you and that vibration almost. Yeah. yeah, because I, I know if, if if it's not something I'm doing at the moment. I'm I'm not there. I'm I'm not vibrating in that level. Not natural for me because I haven't done it. Yes. So so like what people normally do, they're like, oh, I have this goal. I want to like sell a hundred products, and they just go work on it and they try this, that, the other, but they're not really matching it. So 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 it's just going to be hard work and a lot of struggle. And then maybe if they're lucky or very eager, they end up and they create their goal and match their goal. And then... Can't keep it. The, yeah. And the feeling is yeah. just like, it, it doesn't fill them up. It's like um, they need to sleep and they're like fantasizing of just going on a holiday and not dealing with the thing they need to now provide for these hundred people or whatever it is. So I go about it in a different way. I'm like, I would like to... Now take my brand out internationally. Okay, I haven't done it before. I need to do the inner work in order to match that. And then all the, the components will just basically fill themselves out. Yeah. Yeah, no. Huh? Well, I'm just thinking about my own life experience. It makes total sense. Like when I was single, I wanted to be in a relationship. And then I wore an engagement ring. So when I went to bed at night, I just felt really loved and I kind of ended up wearing this engagement. And of course, I, you know, and it was very shortly after that, I met my my partner. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, I was in that vibration of that feeling of a partner. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's the way I do it every time. And and it's a very undramatic way of living. Yeah. You don't need to like buckle up and work hard and push yourself. It's just... You know, it's it's a matter of just acclimating to the next thing. Yeah, it, it's like when you fill the bathtub up and it's very very warm, you need to acclimate. So you put your foot in and like a toe and take it out, and so that's kind of like I, I acclimate to the new next thing I want to create in my life. Wow. And and 
I, when I was in my head a lot, I was driven with this whole master planning and I was like a wedding coordinator and master this and that. And now I'm like, I don't even know, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't, I basically don't even care. It's like my life is like this very cool novel. And I'm like, oh, I'm almost putting it away because I don't want to finish it. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to read one page and then, you know, do something else. That's, that's very nice way of, of living, I find. Yeah, no, it's a very, and like you said about a feminine way of living because you're not pushing and striving and, you know, we're taught, you know, I still do believe you, you, you get tested by the universe sometimes and you have to kind of prove that you want it. But it's a very receiving feminine energy kind of releasing very yeah. different way. Yeah, and I find that a lot of people struggle with the feminine so they 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 don't, you know, take time off and they they. They're, they're not being a lot. Yes. They also struggle with the masculine because when it's time to act, they don't even have the nerve to act. They're like, oh, I don't know, I'm doubting this. Or, because the masculine is like, I'm going after this, boom, now it's done. Yeah. So, so you don't have to spend a lot of time. And, and the heart is um, very much, um, um, you know, attuned to, to making decisions and, and all of our traumas are like um, making it difficult for us. Yeah. So you mentioned TFT and healing. Um, is there anything else you can recommend for us? You know, because I think a lot of people here can relate to that idea of having a vision around what they want their life to look like. Is there any other, like, is there more, a simple way that we can identify our blocks and work on them? And I, I think for, for me, and that's where I become very masculine, I get a lot of help because I uh, I grew up uh, being taught that, that we need to do everything ourselves. So so asking for help or paying for help, that was like something you didn't do. Right. And and the more I, I hire people and, and, and get help, the more success I get, the faster that process. So I've been on that journey to doing everything myself, to just hiring people. So what I do, I just, um, you know, identify the, the challenge I have or the problem. And I'm like, show me someone who can help me with this. Yes. And then a book shows up or often a person shows up or I see something in a reality show or whatever. Yeah. And then, then um then I get light on my challenge and then I'm able to, to move forward. So, and I find that it, again, a lot of people are um, a little bit hesitant around being helped. They're like, "Oh, we can do this ourselves." And and for me, I started focusing on my um, you know talents and stuff that I'm good at. The more help I kind of um, get, also, yeah. So, so I'm very much into delegating the growth, even. Yeah, but I love what you're saying about um, giving it or asking the universe for something that can help unblock you or yeah. showing you where which direction to go, which person, the book. Yeah. Is that yeah. something everyone can do? Yeah, so I call it, uh, I step aside and uh, have someone else deal with it. And I think that's a challenge too, because a lot of us, we're ambitious and we're very driven. Yes. So when we need to get things going, the least, you know, the last thing we want to do is step aside. But that's when I step aside. 
And that brings me on to the subject of uh, obviously law of attraction and resistance, you know, because quite often we want something so much, mm. actually we're, we're resisting it. You know, we can't, we have to let it go to enable the flow of energy to come in. Yeah. I, I, I usually say whenever we really want something, we're not at all ready for it. So that's really when we should just step aside and, and leave it for a while. So I, I'm actually, um, of course, I have wants and I have desires, but I just kind of feel them and then I let them go. Yes. And then usually uh, when I'm not thinking about it, then this turns up or this uh, turns out or I'm able to go. And, you know, this uh, Christmas I went uh, dog sledding with my kids and maths and I've been do- wanting to do that for many years and I haven't acted on it and then you know suddenly it was time and we were in Sweden and it was like oh we have dog sledding do you want to go and I was like yeah I've been wanting to do that forever so that's a, also an example of just stepping aside and then once you do it it's, it's like life becomes uh, very humorous it's like like a joke and you couldn't figure it out or think it up yourself but you're like amazed of the whole thing so so again i'm conscious of our female audience and generally women want to manifest men uh, soulmates so is there anything that a woman can do you know to let that go because like you said i think quite often we want it so much i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday you know she looked for her partner for God, a couple of years, and she just said, I just had enough. And so I totally put it down. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, he came in. Yeah, yeah. So so every time we're, like, really wanting something, we're actually coming from a place of lack. So so we're kind of lacking that thing or that, that, that uh, energy in our life. And it's like once you lose the keys to your house, you'll spend, like, frantically hours looking for them. And then when you make a cup of tea and look out, you're like, oh, there they are. <laughs> yes. Same principle with with the men we want in our lives. Um, it, it's it's and it's also what I always say is just take the men or the man out of the equation and work on yourself. Yeah. So all the things you want in a relationship, go do that now, like you did with your ring. Mm. So so kind of come from that space because a lot of times we. Um, we're lacking or longing for someone or something to fix the feelings of loneliness or uh, not being successful or whatever. So when we fix that, you know, then he can he can show up and, and match that. Fantastic. I'm very, much, I'm very much into being whole and coming from yes. like, um, yeah, coming from that space instead of like a longing for someone to make us whole. Yeah, absolutely. Needing somebody to fix you. And because that's what you'll attract, actually, unless you do that work on yourself, you'll bring yeah. in someone who's at that similar neediness level. So, yeah, yeah. And that's going to show, you know, very traumatic. <laughs> oh, Christine, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed our conversation. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. And obviously, uh, for those of you who are interested in finding out more about Christine and her work, we will have all the details in the show notes. Um, yeah. So I'd be very grateful if you can um, share the interview, obviously, because it's a wonderful yeah. conversation. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But thank you, Christine. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. And thank you for uh, helping me becoming more international. Absolutely. <laughs> I have my journey, so thank you. Yeah. And it just came to you, so that's another good example. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group, exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.